Hi guys, I'm Marie. And I'm Maddie. And we are here recording Lost in the Woods. Today, we are going to be taking you to Scotland to look at a case of someone who has gone missing in the beautiful but treacherous countryside of northern Scotland. Scotland is known for its multi-day hikes as well as its thousands of shorter walking trails. Scotland is a country with a diverse landscape of highland mountains, glens, moorlands, forest, and rugged coastline. And Scotland's only gotten more and more popular as a tourist destination, which means more and more people out there hiking. Today, we're going to be talking about Finn Creaney. Finn is a 32-year-old man from Tain in the Scottish Highlands. He's described as a bushcraft expert. Finn was a bushcraft instructor and had a YouTube channel called Wild Cat Way, which I definitely recommend taking a look at. I watched probably six of his videos yesterday. (laughs) He definitely knows what he's doing in the woods. Like in one of his videos, he did a, I think he called it a bronze challenge or a gold challenge, something like that, where you go into the woods with three items and that's all you get. And you spend the night overnight. Like you have to go build your shelter. You have to find your food kind of thing. Wow. That sounds like so much fun. Maddie's like, I'm fucking out. No, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. I would like to have my food and all of my supplies, please. I'm not looking to survive in the wilderness. I just want to enjoy the wilderness, but he was definitely capable. Yeah. Like he starts a fire. He builds a shelter. He catches some fish. Like, he knows what he's doing. Okay. So, on Friday, the 25th of March, 2022, Finn Creaney drove his car from his home in Hill on Fernie, a small village near Inverness. I don't even know. That was like a whole bunch of words I've never seen in my life. To the Gillespie Beach Car Park a roughly 27-minute drive to the north of his home. He left a message for his wife at 12.52 saying, Hey, honey, I love you lots and I'm really proud of you. His wife Lucy had just started a new floral business and he promised to be home by midday on Sunday to help deliver the Mother's Day flowers her customers had ordered. So this is Friday. He's going to be home on Sunday. No later than midday is what he promises. So after parking his car, Finn had arranged for a family member to drive him from Goldsby to Altnahara Caravan and Motorhome Campsite on the B873, which borders the north edge of Loch Navar. According to his family, Finn was planning on hiking around Loch Navar in Sunderland and then proceeds south to Goldsby at the coast where he would pick up his car and drive all the way home right so he's basically doing what we did in the enchantments where we parked our car where we planned to end our hike and then we got a ride to the other end so that we didn't have to hike the nine miles off the road in between the two trails i wouldn't have done it (laughs) so he's parking his car gets a ride, and then he plans on ending his hike back where his car is. 
And the B873 is a road, by the way. The distance between Loch Navarre and Golspie is around 30 miles as the crow flies or 50 miles by road. If you were to walk on recognized paths and roads, Google map estimates it would take roughly between 13 and 16 hours for the average person. Right. So 13 to 16 hours, something you could probably do in a day if you booked it. But we already know he's planning on spending at least one night, maybe two out there. And we also know that he's out there creating content for his YouTube channel, which means he's not probably going to be just walking in a direct line. He's probably going to be detouring, stopping, doing videos, like not rushing necessarily. Though Finn had planned his walk and told his family roughly of his plans, including when he was intending to be back home, no one knew his actual route planned. This was also the first time that Finn had hiked this route, so he might not have even known what exactly his route plan was. It was said that he had at least a water bottle, a knife, and a poncho with him. Which, like I said, I did see multiple videos where he would allow himself only a few items to go out and hike. But we do find out that he had a backpack on him as well. But we don't know what else might have been in the pack. Like there was no list anywhere. Also, the phone call to his wife is mentioned in some places as a text message that came through saying that he was done for the day. But in the interview that she did, she had said it was a voicemail saying that he was proud of her. So not sure if there was also a text message attached to that, but we know for sure that there was a voicemail. That could easily be like news stations messing up or something. Like, yeah, 100%. Super yeah. easy. I feel like that happens. So Finn was dropped off by a family member at 2.15 on Friday, which this is a really late start. Right. But if he was planning on camping for two nights, maybe maybe not. I mean, honestly, like... Right, like if he's planning on going a little ways and then setting up camp and spending more time mm-hmm. filming that and doing that, maybe 2.15 start time isn't crazy. But I would never start an overnight hike at 2.15. But that's because I would normally want to get in a good amount of mileage on the first day. Yeah. But maybe he had like a spot that he wanted to camp that was right. Like That's what I was thinking is maybe he had a place picked out that he wanted to camp at. Like where he had like five or six miles mm-hmm. to go. So he's like, I'm going to start late. So then right, exactly. I don't have a whole day to kill at camp. Or mm-hmm. Yeah, Maddie like and that. I have done that where we had like a whole day to kill at camp. And we really just ended up drinking, getting really paranoid and... Leaving. Leaving. <laughs> so... So there was an unconfirmed sighting of him along the north shore of the lake via B873, which is where he was dropped off at 2.15. Right. And the sighting is around 3.15, but it is thought that maybe this was just him being dropped off in this area. Like maybe it wasn't 3.15, maybe the person didn't know, didn't move their clock backwards or... Well, because it would be kind of strange if the only sighting of him on his entire hike is an hour after he started his hike, but it's in the same spot that he started. 
So authorities are thinking maybe they actually saw him closer to 2.15 when he was starting his hike and not an hour later. It's kind of irrelevant, I think, either way, unless it establishes that he did not go on the hike and was actually still in that area. Well, he, it could be at 3.15 if he was, like, walking around the lake. Maybe. Maybe he went all the way around the lake. Could be. So after the sighting, Finn basically dropped straight off the map. Like, he, there's no sightings. No evidence of him anywhere. Yeah, and because it's so sparsely populated, it's not hard to believe that no one encountered him while he was walking. Especially if he wasn't sticking to the beaten path, which he was someone who liked being outside. So I feel like he's went off and fucking did the whole build my own shelter, find my own food thing for funsies. Well, and in none of his videos did I see him like walking on a hiking trail. Like he was like out there. It kind of reminded me of like Kenny Veach, who was like the same, but in the desert, you know, like he was like out there. He was documenting it. He was searching for things. He was not like doing a normal hiking trail where people would be likely to see him. Yeah. Now, Finn's phone was switched off or lost power at 1.47 p.m. The next day? The day that he went missing. This is less than an hour after he sent that message or called his wife. And I don't... A lot of people have issue with this. They say, well, maybe he turned his phone off because he was didn't want to be tracked and he was going to take off. But if he's filming for his YouTube channel, which he does have other recording equipment, maybe he's trying to save the battery on his phone. So while he's driving to be dropped off, he turns it off before he starts his hike to preserve the battery. But that does come up over and over again, the whole turning his phone off. People find it suspicious. Now, when Sunday comes and there is no word from Finn, Lucy began to worry. And at first she thought maybe he lost his phone or misjudged the length of his hike. But when he hadn't turned up by Monday or gone to work, she would report him missing. And she actually calls the school where he works and says, I'm Finn, Creaney's wife. And this is going to sound weird, but is Finn there? Because I think she was hoping that he got delayed but still showed up to work. And maybe had lost his phone or couldn't get in contact with her. But either way, he was not at work. She also would note that the message she had sent him on Friday late afternoon had not been read or replied to. Which she thought was strange since he did also use his phone to record and for navigation. So she assumed that he would have it out at some point over his trip. Lucy said, even then, I still felt ridiculous. I was sure that I was overreacting. I was all but certain the police would meet up with him and he would laugh. She would say that he was like a cat and he always landed on his feet. So even with him past due... Even with her not being able to get in touch with him at all, she's still thinking she's overreacting. Yeah. 
So, given the amount of time since he had last been seen and the area that he was in, police immediately classified Finn as a high-risk missing persons. Which is interesting because we just had that in the Nicola Bully episode. But in this case, it's explained a lot better why he's classified as that. So, in the UK, being classified as a high-risk missing persons means that the police believe that there is a real and immediate threat to the person's safety. Right, which they could have said that exact thing about Nicola Bully and left it at that. Obviously, children and the elderly fall into this category. Along with women in menopause. But some of the other circumstances might classify a person as high risk are suspicion of murder or the person's having financial, employment, or relationship problems. Is that saying a person's suicidal? Potentially, or might have taken off on their their lives or whatnot. So the factor that classed Finn as high risk was his location, which, okay. In cases of high-risk missing persons, resources and searches are deployed immediately. Right, exactly. So basically they're saying they didn't necessarily classify him as high-risk because they thought he was potential harm to himself or had any sort of mental issues, they're saying it's because the terrain that he's in is dangerous. And if he is lost out there, he is at an immediate risk. Now, I want to talk about Finn for a second. And this information is being taken from the official report released by the Highland Police. So hopefully it's as accurate as it can be because I did see lots of different things being reported, like we always do in these cases. So Finn was 32 years old at the time of his disappearance. He is 5 foot 11 inches with a slim build. He has long brown hair, which came down to his back, and a short but full brown slash ginger beard. His complexion is pale, and he has lots of freckles. The clothing he was last seen wearing was a black t-shirt, black or dark colored trousers, a knee-length leather jacket. Now, his jacket is a replica of one of the characters in Lord of the Rings. Maddie and I had to look it up because we hadn't seen it or we didn't know who this character was. So I'm not going to try to pronounce his name. Which, when we looked up the pictures of Finn, it's definitely not a knee-length jacket. It's like ankle length almost. So it's very long. We did find a knee length leather looking jacket that doesn't have sleeves that also could have been the jacket they're talking about that he wore. But most of the pictures you pull up of him, he is wearing a longer ankle length jacket. He also has brown hiking boots on and the poncho that he carried was green wool. He had a green backpack, but like I said, we don't have a full list of what he had in his backpack. Now, Let's look at the area where he was hiking really quick. So Loch Navar is a narrow stretch of water in the north of Scotland. It's fed by numerous inflow tributaries and also outflows into the River Navar and into Loch Hope with the water flowing eastward. It's popular for fishing, though its remote location means that visitors are few and far between especially in the cooler months when the weather makes it difficult to access. The area directly around the loch is lowland, 
kind of moorland with low shrubs and grasses. It looks fairly marshy in some places as well. Between Loch Navarre and Golspie, there are several smaller bodies of water, hills, mountainous areas, which gives some difficult terrain to navigate. There are also patches of woodland, but not huge areas of forest. So it's not what you would see here where we live. There's a lot more open, marshy, smaller bush type area. Now, as you can guess, the search zone would be huge. An estimated area of 96 kilometers or 59 square miles with police and mountain rescue teams trying to cover the most likely spots. Given that no one knew of Finn's actual route plan, or even if they had a basic idea, right? Like we know he's going from where he was dropped off basically back to his car. We don't know that he was doing this in a straight line in any way, right? So there's a very vast area that he could be lost in or injured in. Police teams set a wide search area in the hopes of locating some clue that would lead them to Finn. By March 31, aerial search teams, including police helicopters, were deployed in order to cover more ground. Police also requested the experienced volunteers and those with local knowledge to join them in the search in order to cover more ground. And at this point in the search, there's hope that Finn will be found alive because he has the survival skills needed to survive out here. Right? It's kind of like Kenny Veach, where people thought if they could find him, he would be alive. So on the 2nd of April, a week after Finn had gone missing, worry was beginning to set in. The weather had turned and a cold front was moving, bringing snow with it. Which he had experience in snow as well. So I think that this puts a little more urgency on it, but there's still high hopes. Um, This hammered in search efforts by reducing visibility, but despite this, the search team expanded with the addition of the mountain rescue team, including rescue dogs. Water search teams, including the Coast Guard, started searching large bodies of water within the search zone. Um, It's an unlikely event that Finn had accidentally fallen into one, but still nothing was found. I don't know how unlikely that really would be. He did usually carry like one bottle of water and would have to collect water along his way. Sometimes he didn't even allow himself a bottle of water. Sometimes he just collected or drank water straight from the streams or bodies of water. Maybe it's just like he wasn't as like he didn't go swimming when he was hiking and stuff. Yeah, so I like maybe so. that's what they're narrowing down. Like probably not in the water because he had no plans to go swimming. Well, and I think he knew how to swim. So drowning would be less likely. You can drown in a tablespoon of right, water. Right, but mother. usually you have to be fucking injured for that to happen or dead or unconscious. Two days later on April 4, police would ask locals to check their outbuildings and nearby bothies. And if you didn't know, a bothy is a little stone hut that's used by shepherds. So basically, if you have any kind of buildings, outbuildings, anything on your property, go check it. What does a shepherd put in their boothy? I think they maybe like, like that's where they go for shelter. Is it? That would be my guess. 
like to get out of the rain or weather elements. I'm not sure. Can someone please answer this for me? A bothy. I like it. Bothy Bothy or boothy? Boothy? Bothy? Ooh, I don't know. Photos of Finn are distributed throughout the area in hopes of generating leads about where he may have gone. Drones are also used to assist on the ground, but still nothing is found. So April 8th, two weeks after Finn had gone missing, police put out another press release with Finn's description and a few details about his disappearance. No new sightings were reported. No signs of him were found. The search team begins searching the woodlands that Finn may have tried to make shelter in, but also found no trace of him. Right. So they start kind of looking at, okay, maybe maybe he's not in this particular area and maybe he went to the trees for shelter or something like that. So I think they kind of change their where they're looking at that point. Two weeks in though, man. Almost a month after Finn vanished, with no clues and no sightings, the official police search was called off. Which at this point, I mean, it's been a month. Of course, Finn's friends and family continued to walk the area and set up a Facebook page where people could leave tips and receive updates on the case. In order to finance their search, Finn's dad, Mark Creaney, began fundraising by selling hand-whittled items like spoons. So his dad was like whittling stuff. That's kind of cool. A crowdfunding page was also set up in order to pay for volunteer searches with the original goal of 5,000 euros. But this has since been raised to 7,500 as the search continues. Following the disappearance of his son, Mark Creaney became active on TikTok in August of 2022, documenting his searches for Finn and trying to spread the word to as many people as possible. His wife also posted on the at search for Finn Creaney TikTok account, answering some of the questions people were asking about the case. This included confirming that he had been filming the final episode for his series of videos on his YouTube channel when he went missing. So, no sign of Finn. Police have no idea where he went. His family has no idea where he went. As you can imagine, there are a lot of theories out there as to what happened to Finn. A popular theory, especially early on, was that Finn might have just walked away from his life. And I think you tend to see this a lot, especially when people can't be found. And YouTube and Reddit seem to be the two places where this kind of theory goes wild. Because if somebody's missing and they haven't been found, they're just not out there, right? Obviously. It's not like time and time again we found that people literally to just stay hidden and don't get found. And are found years later, right where people have already searched. Yep. Yep. I will say, I think it is very rare for somebody to actually walk away from their life. So could Finn have done this? So things that fuel this theory, right? One, he hasn't been found yet. No trace of him has ever been found. Any of his belongings, nothing that he had on him has ever been found. 
He turned off his phone. I told you people just think that one's wild, which if you don't carry a charger, you would want to have your phone off unless you are using it, especially if you have a camera that you can do some filming with. But he also did a lot of filming with his phone, which makes me think that he went missing or something happened the first day. Now, reasons why he probably didn't walk away from his life. He had planned the journey. He had given an end date and an end time, which you really wouldn't need to do if you were planning on walking away. He was filming content for his YouTube channel. He had a whole new series coming out, and this was the last video that he needed to make for it. He did this kind of thing all of the time. Why would he just one day decide it's time to leave? And then also, by all accounts, he was really happy with his life. He had just gotten married the year before. Him and his wife were expecting their second child, and he had a young daughter that he loved. And if you watch any of his videos, on YouTube or online, you can see when he's with his daughter, like he has a very good relationship with his wife and daughter. Another theory, of course, is going to be suicide or some sort of mental health crisis. His wife would say, we have been together for nine years, got married in 2021, and we were very much looking forward to a bright future together. A mental health crisis this was not. Anyone who suggests that doesn't know Finn like I do. So his wife is saying, no way in hell is this a mental health crisis. He did not just walk away or have some sort of breakdown. It's really sad he went, mi- what, did he, he went missing in that jacket you said? Mm-hmm. He wore that jacket at his wedding with his wife. I know. Now her saying that he was really happy, there is some evidence to the fact that when people do commit suicide, they tend to be really happy beforehand. But this wasn't like, oh, he was mostly miserable, but he was really happy right before he went missing. Like Finn genuinely seemed like he was a happy person. It's kind of hard to watch the videos, actually, his videos. He just seems like such a genuinely like nice person. Yeah, he looks like one. So... I don't know. I think that him leaving his family or killing himself and leaving his family behind seems very unrealistic to me. Now, why after so much searching has he not been found issue, right? One, Finn was wearing clothing that would have blended into his surroundings very well, making it difficult to spot him meaning that he could be out there and unless somebody got very, very close to him, it could be hard to find him in this terrain. Also, if he was not on the trail, he could have been anywhere off of the beaten path, which also would have made it more difficult to find him. And we know how hard it is to find people in the wilderness. Um, Another theory out there is animal attack. And the UK doesn't really have many dangerous animals, nothing that's going to kill you usually or be a risk to you. They do have stags, which might gore you, but... What's a stag? A stag. It's like a... It has like antler type things, I think. Now, I have seen the theory that maybe it was a big cat that got him. 
Now, it is important to note here that it is widely believed that these big cats do not exist. But there are people out there who swear they have seen these big cats in the woods. So theoretically, there are not big cats in this area that could kill you. But there are also people, like people who say they have seen Bigfoot where we live, who swear by this cat theory. So a stag is... Is it like a male deer of some kind? Yeah, it's an adult male red deer. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, they can always do damage. But again, there's not a lot of things that would come out to eat you. But there are farmers in the Sunderland area who have had their livestock killed or eaten by what looked like an animal. So not really sure about the whole big cat theory, but it's out there. I did see one video that Finn made on his channel where he does find some tracks that look like they could belong to a big cat or they could just belong to some other kind of animal. But I saw one YouTuber that was like, this is definitely a cat print. And I was like, is it? I don't know. I can't tell. I kind of always tend to take a little issue with the animal theory personally because most animals will not just kill you for fun or for food even. Like we've had mountain lion attacks in our area, but when they have hunted down these mountain lions or found them, they have been malnutritioned or sick or had something wrong with them. So it's not super common. Like we even have bears that are really dangerous here, but people don't really get attacked by bears or mountain lions that often. The other theory out there is murder. And this one is almost immediately dismissed by everybody, but I don't know. Why is it so unlikely that foul play could have played a role in Finn's disappearance? Um, I, I think that with every missing person, you can't completely eliminate um, murder as a factor. Just because there's not evidence yeah. that someone was taken or killed doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. Because, like, what if the other hikers that we've seen who've murdered hikers on the trail for their gear or different things right. like that? Like, what if they just dumped the body better or right. buried the body? And then we might not just... know about it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, we know so many people are murdered on the trail, especially the Appalachian Trail, right? Or the PCT or whatever. Like, we know that people are murdered on these trails. And yes, Finn is not on trail, but what if he had run into somebody, crime of opportunity, what if he had wandered onto somebody's property because he got lost? I, I just think you can't fully ever really rule out foul play. No. I think it's always a possibility. I don't trust people enough. I think that... But the police and his family both believe that foul play is not a factor in this case. Which, I mean... Probably right. I mean, my guess would be that he is just missing. I, I'm really not sure how. Right. So more likely theories, right? Some kind of medical emergency. Yeah, probably. Did he, he was young, but could he have fallen, injured himself, had some sort of heart attack, had some sort of issue, a brain aneurysm? I mean, God knows. There are so many things that could happen to you out there. I would say especially since he does go off trail quite often is what it so sounds like. So it would be harder like. to find him. Harder to find him if he gets hurt. Yeah. Easier mm -hmm. for him to hurt himself if he's not on any established trail or on anywhere that he's supposed to be. I find that to be fit. Like, maybe that's the reason he's lost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, possible hypothermia. So, the weather on the day that Finn 
went missing. The high was 16 degrees Celsius, which is 60 degrees Fahrenheit, which is pretty warm for March in Scotland. But in the evening, it dropped pretty sharply to 2 degrees Celsius or 35 degrees Fahrenheit. So still, 35, you could get hypothermia in that. I would say that unless something happened to him, like an injury or he fell into water. Because he could make a fire. He knew how to do that. He had the gear. Right, but say he forgot his fire starter. Say he was unable to make a fire. Say he pushed himself too far on that first day and was unable to get himself warm. I mean, is it possible? Because I didn't see any videos of him with a sleeping bag or anything like that. Like he would make a bed out of leaves and twigs and he would lay by a fire. That's what he did for warmth. So probably not super likely, but possible, right? I don't see it. I don't... mm, mm. Dangerous. I think I think for it to have been something like hypothermia, something else would have had to go wrong first. I, I think he would have. I feel like he would have had to get like all his gear wet, or like you said, not had a fire starter. But right. he looked like a pretty resourceful guy. I'm sure that he could start a fire some or warm himself up somehow. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Just like naturally dying of hypothermia. Well, also there's a lot of like Finn was very experienced, right? Like we keep going back to that, right? Mm-hmm. But we have covered many cases in the past where very experienced people went missing, are still missing, die on the trail somehow, fall from somewhere. Like, just because you're careful and just because you know what you're doing doesn't mean something bad can't happen to you. No, you're never safe. Doesn't mean an accident can't occur where you just get a little too close to an edge where something happens. Now, from his videos, you can see that he is very safety conscious. Like, on multiple occasions, he says, this is where I was going to head, but I'm going to change my plans because I don't feel safe going past this point. You know, like, he talked a lot about, like, you know, I could go off of the area I'm supposed to be in and find shelter if the weather turns, but I don't want to leave the area that I'm supposed to be in because that could be dangerous. Like, he actually says that in one of his videos. So we know that he's very safety conscious, but again, being safety conscious isn't going to stop you from having an accident. Right. This is the whole planned route thing, man. So there's so many of these hikers and survivalists and backpackers that go out without like an actual plan where you can say, okay, they were going to go this way. This was like their planned route. Like, I don't know. I I feel like take a Sharpie and plan your route. But then if you've never been there before, it's hard to know what you might see that makes you want to go off trail or go this way or go that way. Yeah. Uh. Also, we know he was creating content for his YouTube channel. So could that have been something that distracted him or made him take a bigger risk or made him go towards something that was off trail from where he was planning. Very possible. Also, I saw the potential, like, could he have gotten stuck in a bog? Apparently, there's a lot of bogs in Scotland, which, from what I know, I've never stepped into a bog, I don't think. But from what I know, it's like kind of like quicksand. It's like muddy quicksand, right? Like, you can get stuck in it. Yeah. So, I mean, could something like that have happened too? We we really don't know. Also, sinkholes. 
unstable ground, you know, cliffs that he could have fallen off of, could have broken something, become incapacitated. Very possible, right? Now, it has been over a year now since Finn went missing, which is just heartbreaking. On the search for Finn Creaney Facebook page, there is a map and I will post it. And it has been put together by his family and shows extensive searches that have been carried out, like routes, what areas have been tracked and things like that. So you can see there's a good amount of searching that has occurred for him. And you can also see that there's a lot more area that could still be covered, which is why his family continues to raise money in order to continue searching. Now, on May 29 of 2022, when Finn had been missing for 34 days, his son Bran would be born. Ugh. And Lucy admits that after his disappearance, she still texts him every day, but her messages sit undelivered. She also refuses to talk about her husband in the past tense. So if you go and watch videos that she has posted, she still says, we need to bring him home. He is out there somewhere. Like she has never indicated that she believes he is deceased. She says, you have a moment when you laugh, but then you remember it's always there. You're sad, you're angry, but you also feel guilt as well. With most things in life, like in your work, for example, you have a deadline or a time goal. With this, you don't. You're stuck in limbo and you don't know what the outcome is. It's very important for us to keep going and find the truth. But none of this makes sense. And the more you look, the more questions you have. His dad, Mark Creaney, still searches the hills for his son three or four days a week. That's like a part-time job. So sad. It's so sad. And it's it's especially hard to like come to terms with the fact that your experienced, very capable husband, husband, son, partner, whoever, whatever. Yeah. When they were so capable and you like probably saw so much of the like so much in them and what they're capable of when like it comes to the thing that Finn obviously loved to do which was hike well it's like it's like she said she was never worried about him yeah he was like a cat he always landed on his feet if something went wrong he always found his way through it he was resourceful he was able to survive so much already that's probably it's probably got to be a really hard thing to come to terms with that he potentially just got lost and is out there. Yeah. That would be really, really hard to come to terms with, for sure. Especially when you have your little girl who's asking about her daddy. You have your son who's never going to know his father. Like, yeah. it would be so, so difficult to deal with. So that was the case of Finn... Creaney, go and check out some of his videos. You can get a much better understanding for who Finn was by watching these videos, especially the ones with his family. And if you feel compelled to, go and donate to the search efforts. 
to continue looking for him. So that's that. So sad. So sad. Literally so sad. I hate when experienced people go missing. I hate when they have kids and families and especially their poor son. I feel like it scares me more when I hear stories about very capable people going missing because I feel like I am a capable person. My mom feels like she's invincible. Right. And so for me, this feels so much scarier than like an average person just going missing on whatever kind of hike, you know, because I feel like... Be scared. Be scared. Maddie's like, yeah, stop hiking alone. You're going to die. It's just that simple. You're just just going to die. Perfect. Your probability (laughs) just gets higher and higher. The more times you go hiking by yourself, the more capable that other people think you are, the probability of you dying and going missing in the woods Mm -hmm. gets higher. Okay. I still feel like I'm capable, but... I also feel like something could happen that I would not be able to handle. Yeah. Yeah. With that said, I'm excited to do my first overnight this summer solo. Okay. Also, we have some new Patreons that we wanted to give a call out on. Also, just so that you guys know, I have started posting Lost in the Woods Hiking Edition episodes on Patreon. So go and check those out. Phoenix is featured in some of them. It's a lot of fun. So for our Patreons, we have Crystal Higgins. Hi, Crystal. Welcome to Patreon. Alexia. Hi, Alexia. Welcome. We also have Island Chick Finds. I like it. What do you? What does she find, do you think? Anyway, welcome to Patreon. And we also have Karen Cloud. Hi, Karen, and welcome to Patreon. And thank you to everybody that supports us on Patreon. We couldn't continue to do this without you guys, and we really, really appreciate you. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Well, an opinion I have is that I don't think that we should hunt down these animals after they uh, kill people because why should we be the top of the food chain? I say if you're out in the wilderness and you get hunted and killed by an animal. Interesting. It's the That's problem- just part of nature. Like that should just be the circle of life. But it's not the circle of life because we take it as a personal attack and well, we go and kill I don't that think, animal. I don't think that's why they kill them though. I think they kill them because... A lot of animals, once they get a taste for humans, they will continue to kill humans. And that's not what they want but these animals that's doing. that's not fair to the rest of the food chain. Well, You see what that's gotten us? The planet <laughs> is overpopulated. We should have never started killing them in the first. Just, oh, my gosh. Okay, Madison. Come on. Does it not make sense? I know. I'm not disagreeing with you. However, my understanding is that once an animal gets a taste for humans, they will continue to kill them. Well, because they realize it's food. Right. Which, so, why can't we be food? I don't want to be food. Okay, just Do you be- want to be food? I don't think any animal wants to be food. <laughs> you think a deer wants to be food? Because I don't think it does. Okay, anyway. I'm just saying. <laughs>